Texans, and welcome to the podcast. Great to have you listening. As always, Mitch Holtis is our guest. He's the voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. He's a legend. He's been doing these games since 1994. Used to be the voice of Kansas State. He took over for Kevin Harlan, who you know from TNT, NBA stuff, CBS NFL stuff, Westwood One NFL football. Mitch has the call. Touchdown, Kansas City. That's his thing. And he breaks it up into three very distinct syllables. He'll talk about that. I ask him about that. We have some play-by-play talk. And a lot about Chiefs Kingdom, the fan base of the Chiefs, and how many Chiefs fans are going to be in the building on Sunday. Can we make it Battle Red Day, actually? Battle Red Day Part 2 to sort of blend them in. I don't know if that's possible. Anyway, let's get to this. Mitch Holtis, and we'll start out with no Tyreek Hill, because I'm zooming in from the outside here. No Tyreek Hill. The offense is different. Mahomes seems better than ever. What about that development? Mark, it's one of the more underrated stories of the entire league in 2022. In fact, that yes, after the Tyreek Hill trade, everybody thought the Chiefs would be covered in molten lava by this time. And truthfully, they're, they're number one in the league again in, in passes of 20-plus yards. And yet they've done it with 12 different guys. I mean, there was a reinvention here, not just the offense, but of Patrick Mahomes. He's so well-known for, I mean, his crazy throw last week, the 56-yard touchdown against the Broncos, but instead of just winging it downfield for 60 or 70 yards, he has taken the next step of his career, which is if you're going to give him eight-yard hitch routes, he'll throw them. And then you get a Juju Smith-Schuster that's able to take an eight-yard hitch route and make it a 40-yard run, and now you've got a different team that it's still explosive, but just doing it in different ways. So, yeah, it's a great question because it's, it's really the crux of the matter here and why this team still has a chance to maybe get it all done for the big show, and they're racing for a one seed here against Buffalo. Mitch, take me through that transition from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes because the Texans and the Chiefs met, what, four times between 2015 and 2017, including the playoff game here in Houston, and the Chiefs were doing pretty well with Alex Smith, but not well enough. And then Mahomes comes in, and it's a complete transformation. What about the coaching staff and Mahomes himself, the ability to go from one look to another and get so much out of it? Well, you're, you're on fire with these questions because this is another underrated question. When you look at the 10 years that the Chiefs have experienced with Andy Reid, which have been 10 winning seasons, Andy just got his eighth consecutive 10-plus win season. That's second all-time in NFL behind Belichick, tied with George Seifert. Now, I say that because the catalyst of that run is the transition, basically, from Alex Smith to Patrick Mahomes. A couple of different things here. One is a macro answer, meaning the organization went through a complete transformation when Andy Reid became head coach. Much more accountability from of the ownership group, and with Clark Hunt, the chairman and CEO, both vertically and horizontally. Now, that communication line kept everything flowing and everyone on the same page. Second piece is humility. Alex Smith was humble enough. He won 50 games now as the Chiefs quarterback. was humble enough to train Patrick Mahomes in an apprentice year of 2017. Mahomes was humble enough to realize when he came in as a rookie, he didn't have everything figured out. He was explosive at Texas Tech, but he lost a lot of games and realized, hey, I've got to learn. And he absorbed everything from Reed, Eric Bieniemy at the time, Matt Nagy, now Nagy's back, um, and from Alex Smith. Because it was such a seamless transition and 
actually was an elevation because Mahomes just is more of a complete quarterback than Alex Smith. That they were able to not take some backward step. A lot of teams that try to replicate that mark got to find the right pieces, and the pieces include the ownership, your general manager, your head coach, a humble veteran quarterback, and a humble rookie quarterback, and all those pieces have led to what the Chiefs have been the last decade. What do you think would have happened if they weren't able to move up and get Patrick Mahomes? That was a daring move at the time, and a lot of people passed on Patrick Mahomes. He didn't win huge in college, but you saw the ability – where would we be at now, Mitch, with no Patrick Mahomes in Kansas City? Well, this answer in December of 22 will sound weird, but guess who was right behind him? Yeah. <laughs> you know? and so yeah. uh, do they trade up the next step, or if they can't do that, then do they stay with Alex and then try to you know, go for the next quarterback class? But uh, I'm just glad that did not happen. But yes, I mean, it, and the irony here is the Buffalo Bills that did the deal. First of all, the Bears had to pass on Mahomes to get Trubisky. But let's go back in a time machine to March of 2012 or 2017, I should say. And Mahomes was, there was this mixed view about Patrick. Oh, he's crazy. He runs around and he'll get 700 yards in a game and tackle lose 65 to 59. I mean, that was the thought. But the Chiefs did a ton of due diligence on him. A ton. And Brett Veach, who's now the general manager, kind of took him on as a special project. And now it's famous uh, because Andy Reid grilled him. Andy, Andy Reid's brilliant. He's so underrated, Mark, mm. as a head coach. And when he retires, probably, is when everything will come out. But he really is going to be one of the top three or four head coaches in NFL history. But he's so brilliant. He was putting all this, all these challenges at Mahomes and Mahomes was passing every one of them. Now Mahomes says that Nagy gave him the answers to the test. Uh, that came out on Kelsey's podcast, <laughs> but that's been a ha ha, but still uh, Andy Reed had to be convinced and he was convinced after he put the hot lights on Patrick Mahomes and grilled that kid. That's beautiful. Well, I saw Andy Reed as everyone has in the state farm commercial drawing on people's faces with magic marker. And that's a side of his personality. Look, I'm not around him all the time. That I've, that's a side I haven't seen. Do you see that a lot around the building? I know it's football. It's serious, especially during the season. There's in-season and off-season mode with a lot of coaches. What about his personality away from the football field, Mitch? Oh, I do see that, and I love the fact that – and Patrick, it was his idea to have Andy in the commercial, and Andy had to think about it a while. Um, but I'm glad Andy did it because, yes, Mark, tr- truthfully – that's the side of Andy Reid that I get to see with frequency, and I love it. The greatest attribute of Andy Reid as a head coach and a leader, and he could be CEO, I'm telling you, he could be CEO of any major corporation in Houston. I'm telling you straight up, the guy is wicked smart. Mm-hmm. He's also wicked funny, and he gets the human spirit. But he gets in that state farm mode, and he'll get in there, oh, I don't know, maybe once every couple of weeks. You're just... You just want him, you know, this is so good, man. Just live there uh, for a second. But, yes, he's hilarious. He's got his own uh, unique kind of and tribute to the late Mike Leach. Uh, there's some of that with Andy. He's just he's, he's so smart, so funny that he's a very unique human being. Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs with us. And, Mitch, you've had the job for a long time. How long did it take you to know that touchdown, Kansas City? I'm not going to say it the way you do, 
but that that was going to be a staple, a signature, that that was going to be a thing, that it happened naturally and you just sort of caught on. You just decided I'm going to keep doing it this way. How did that work? Some of it was or very organic, as you've alluded to. Then parts of it was, wow, three hard consonants, like <laughs> any percussionist that maybe go to the Houston Symphony and ask the percussionist, of like, oh, yeah, that's three hard three hard cymbal crashes right there, man, mm-hmm. for sure. So just, just go with the count. Uh, but, yeah, but it, it was mostly organic. It wasn't contrived. But once it kind of got out there, it was like, yeah, this will work. And now what's funny is – People ask you to do it in the grocery store. I've had people in the church <laughs> behind me go, hey, do it, dude, do it. Like, I'm not going to do it in church <laughs> in the grocery store. What's fun, what's fun though, is I, I'll see little kids, like maybe out tailgating or I'll walk to, I'm walking through the – and you know what tailgating's like here. It's, mm-hmm. it's incredible. But you'll see little kids playing a little pickup game or messing around, and they'll say it, and they, they don't know I'm there. Yeah. But I'll hear it, and but my heart will get warm because I thought, you know what, my work is done here. I can yep. – I can move on. That's the beauty of being the voice of a team. There's no question about that. Yes, sir. Yes, uh, Mitch, sir. tell yes, me something sir. about these Chiefs, the 2022 Chiefs that people don't talk about but you really like, whether it's offense, defense, special teams, some facet, some aspect of the Chiefs game, of their performance that's just not getting a lot of ink. The number one team in the National Football League with rookie starts are the Houston Texans. The number two team are the Kansas City Chiefs. Mm. What people do not realize because of the bright lights of Kelsey and and the other thing I'm going to get to Kelsey in a second if you let me do that. Sure. Uh, this is a very young team, very young team. And because they have such a strong uh, superstar presence with Mahomes and Kelsey, I think that the those bright lights overshadow that a team is sitting here at 10-3, and three, can challenge for a bye week, and yet is just behind you guys in the rookie starts. Yeah. There's a lot of rookies that are making impacts on this team. The most notably is Isaiah Pacheco, the seventh round running back who's, who's got a little Damian Pierce in him. You know, when you talk about the rookie class of this running backs, uh, Damian's a valedictorian. He, he might be lapping the field. I, I feel badly about his ankle injury, but not far behind is Damian is Isaiah uh, Pacheco. And he doesn't get as much love, but he might soon if he starts making plays like he did against Denver, which sealed the game on a second and 10 where they had 10 in the box and it didn't matter. And he went Christian Okoye on him. Uh, so th- there's more here than just Mahomes and Kelsey and Reed. Uh, and the second lap of Patrick's career, meaning a second contract, you had to get younger. You had your, your roster must change because of the cap and the, and the chiefs are changing. They're in this kind of metamorphosis. And that part of that is these young players who are getting a lot of experience and playing time in many cases are performing very well. And then Kelsey's so underrated. I, I, I can't believe it. I would go to the Supreme Court now, Mark, and this is going to sound provincial as the voice of the Chiefs. But I'll just, I'm going to yield this to a, 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 a neutral court. Nobody at the tight end position has come close to what Travis Kelsey is doing. He just went over 10,000 yards. Five tight ends have done it. He's, he did it 37 games faster than the second mm-hmm. closest. Oh, who, by the way, is Tony Gonzalez. Seven straight 1,000-yard seasons. Nobody's close. Uh, when yards after catch, which is a very tight end running back metric, he's number one in NFL history in nine seasons. He didn't play his first year. He played one game on special teams. Then he got hurt. And the others, 
did that yak yardage. Shannon Sharp is second. He did it in a span of like 15 seasons. It just it blows me away where nationally the people aren't going, you know, hands down. Okay, Gronk's right there. Gronk's there, but no, he blows away Gronk because now he's passing Gronk um, like the, the car at the uh, you know, the Houston NASCAR race, just passing cars like crazy. Uh, Kelsey's way, way, way underrated in what he's done. He's the best at, at that position by far. Yep, I'll uh, I'll concur. I mean, the guy is amazing against the Houston Texans. They've had maybe one good game against him. I think that was the week two outing in 2016, putting a yep. corner on him who did pretty well, yep. A.J. Boyer at the time. But even then, he had a bunch of catches still, and it was a hotly contested affair. And no Mahomes in that one. So I know there are going to be some Kansas City well, Mark, Chiefs. Mark, to your point, to yep. your point, to your point, he makes he beats, he beats Jalen Ramsey on a crossing pattern one-on-one and outruns him to the end zone for a touchdown. Last year, Tredavious White, he beats corners. He yeah. beats elite corners yeah. uh, in the league. And Gronk mm. wasn't doing that. I'm sorry. No, no. The, and Kelsey's out there for you more often than not. So that's that's the thing. Gronk obviously yep. had health issues and everything else. Uh, Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs, joining us. I know there are going to be some Chiefs in the building, some Chiefs fans, Chiefs kingdom travels and they'll come to houston there are a lot of them in houston i was joking we should make it battle red day for the houston texans part two so it sort of blends in but give me an idea about how big the fan base is mitch because i know that it's not just the numbers it's geography it's the middle of the country so try to paint that picture for me if you could yeah it's another great question and that's where i mean the kingdom and it's a unique market. It's very similar to Green Bay. It's this rural-urban uh, mix. But Kansas City's the 30, what, second market overall. But it's surrounded by all these markets that are 65 to 70 when you look at a Springfield and a Lincoln and Omaha and a Topeka. And, and so there is this regional appeal. But let me tell you what's gone on since Mahomes has become quarterback. And let's be honest, Mahomes, his appeal goes way beyond Chiefs fans. The Chiefs are one of the fastest-growing teams in the NFL measure metrics of popularity. And one of those metrics is second-favorite team. For example, Mm. um, I live in Houston. I love the Texans. Uh, Let's go. Man, I love Jalen Patriot safety. But who's your second-favorite team? Well, I love the Chiefs. I can't keep my eyes off them. i got to watch Mahomes. And Mahomes is, is Tiger Woods of 1999. Sorry, he's just that popular and that big. I'll tell you where else the big growth is, is international. Our sales of apparel, uh, you know, they do the watch a 10 listen metric. Uh, the numbers of females have gone up. So we, there's this epicenter of the kingdom, which is this basically 500-mile uh, north to south, east to west. You run into the Broncos west. and east, it's a battleground all the way to get to Indianapolis. But um, it's now this tertiary market that is growing exponentially throughout the country who are just intrigued by mainly Mahomes, but internationally it's become a deal. It's become a big deal and uh, sales of jerseys. And I mean, it's, it's crazy to see how that young man has become in many ways, one of these few strong faces, maybe a Mount Rushmore current face of the NFL, even on an international scale. Amazing. Well, Mitch, we look forward to seeing you. I know that uh, you enjoy coming to Texas, and we've seen you here a bunch, not just doing games, but for other events as well. 
and we really appreciate the visit. Look forward to seeing you in the booth on Sunday. Yeah, I love it. I love the city. Um, and yeah, we'll have tons of fans there and, um, it'll be, it'll be great, but I do love coming there and I'm not saying that to just accommodate your, your audience. It's, it's, uh, you look forward to that trip. As you know, in the NFL, there's some trips you're going, oh, ugh, not Houston. Um, and I got such fond memories. I remember when Jamal Charles was inducted into the Port Arthur Hall of Fame. Yeah. And uh, we had several days in Houston. But um, I was kind of chopping it up with our running backs. And, and But I saw just in the triangle over there, uh, east of you guys, in that Beaumont, Port Arthur area, just how, um, how big that area is for you guys, too. So, yeah. Uh, I know it's I'm looking forward to it, quite honestly. You and I once did a Bear Bryant Award dinner, and I don't know if I was emceeing it or you were or we both were. Something was happening there, but I remember sitting and having a nice dinner with you at the head table. Well, and Mac Brown, was he got like National Coach of the Year. Mm -hmm. And uh, it was like the Touchdown Club of Houston or something. I don't know, but it was it was it was awesome. And uh, but Houstonians get it. I mean, they're so passionate about their sports and, and the Texans will be back. I see pieces, and I, I like what I'm seeing when I study and do the deep dive into your team this week. Um, and quite frankly, it reminded me of where we were 10 years ago this month, which it was just it was much more bleak than you guys uh, because we had off-the-field issues. It was just a bad environment. Yeah. Uh, so you'll be back. But I also see how Houstonians react to not just professional sports but college sports. And um, I love – Texas sports. I love Texas high school football. My son coached in Belton uh, for years. I still get the, his, he he knows what to get me for uh, my birthday every year, which is in the summertime. He gets me the Dave Campbell high school football yearbook. So if I need to check out Cy Fair or Fort Bend or, uh, you know, uh, the Texas city stingerees, I'll be checking it out. But I love that area. I love their passion for sports. So yes, I have a great appreciation for your area. All right, there's Mitch Holtis, voice of the Kansas City Chiefs. Great to have him on. And check out all the other podcasts wherever you got this one or wherever fine podcasts are available. Don't forget Texans, Chiefs, Sunday, noon, live on Sports Radio 610 and the Bull 100.3 FM. Some tickets remain at HoustonTexans.com. Go, Texans.